Hey, what's up? It's Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, also 2008 world champion Boston Celtics. Now, you're listening to the Boston Big Three podcast presented by Ride the Wave Media. Episode 42 of Boston Big Three is back. Uh... We don't have anything to talk about really anymore <laughs> now that coronavirus is afoot. But uh, we'll, we'll get into that soon. Boston's Big Three is sponsored by a new sponsor, Launch Trampoline Park. They're from bowling, trampolines, laser tag, and virtual reality. Launch is an innovative leader in the family entertainment industry. Look up your nearest Launch Park to book your next birthday party or a corporate event today. Little ties to Ty Law couple episodes in case you did not know that by now we had him on uh, he's tied with launch so go go give him a uh, give it a listen in our one of our previous episodes anyways we have myself we have babs we have joe stafford we don't have brandon Br- brandon coronavirus has brandon just by the collar of his shirt up against the locker right now <laughs> and brandon brandon's not a great spot uh I mean, he said he wants to pitch in a couple minutes of uh, his update right here. So, thank you, Tyler. Just had to be a part of this podcast, especially because the whole, basically, the world's shutting down. Like, talk about it later. the The entire sports world is on pause right now, just from all the the domino effect on Wednesday. Life's crazy for me right now, uh, as Babs is going to talk about. But yeah, I had a I had a ton of trips planned. Um, this was going to be a great great season for ride the wave in our mlb page on hot corner i was going to be at at basically every series the first month of the season and now it's all pushed back two weeks or not not really even sure how it's going to look when the the baseball season and everything else finally comes back around and sports continue again um but life's been crazy uh i'm officially on spring break right now even though i'm not going to be able to go back to school um I'm, and I'm a graduating senior just like Tyler, so we don't know what we're going to do yet. I know he's quarantining, I'm quarantining for, for a week or two, but not really sure what the future holds at this current moment. But uh, I think last time I was on the last episode, or Ty Law at least, I had the uh, I had the little bleached mustache and the bleached face. and the sp- I was in spring break mode already, but... Had uh, I had to shave this off because the Celtics weren't winning. None of none of the Boston teams were winning. The, the Red Sox lost. Like everyone had lost in one day. So I shaved, took dramatic measures and shaved shaved the beard off and just left this. And Celtics went undefeated. The Red Sox went undefeated. The Bruins didn't play again afterwards, but I, it was working. But I might have to shave it all off again if the teams never play again. Well, so we'll see. But um, I think one thing I want to cover the, the freaking. Boston Bruins, they might uh, might be given the Stanley Cup if the season doesn't pick back up. And uh, the Red Sox might get Mookie Betts back. You never know. You never know with this whole thing. See if uh, sports does come back. But it was it's always been nice in the past where you've been able to, to anchor um, your life around sports. And you've been able to kind of look to them when times get tough. And whatever, like personal matters you have going on and life and school and that kind of thing. But sports have always been that fallback that you can go to because there's always something on there's always something you can root for and now it's just like everyone's in the same boat pause take a step back look at life appreciate those around you and uh just kind of try try to keep going as normal as possible but yeah look what babs is gonna say i had ton of trips planned baseball was gonna be fun for me this year i was supposed to go 
uh, to Toronto with some of the Ride the Wave guys, see the Red Sox take on Vlad Guerrero and the Blue Jays for a three-game, four-game series, opening series up there, the first series of the season, and can't can't really do that anymore, don't really want to travel international, especially because that's the first series of the season, and MLB's announced that they're not going to be able to have games in the first two weeks, at least for this point, and then that following weekend, I was supposed to be in Boston for, for opening day at Fenway Park, it was going to be my first ever one, I was getting super stoked for that, been to the World Series, been to, been to so many stadiums in baseball, but I've never been to an opening day in that atmosphere, so I really wanted to do that, and I was super stoked like that's what that's like what my life's been leading to to this point and now it's like now that that's not happening I have no idea what's what to do now and then after that I was supposed to be in Seattle uh crazy that was going to be a fun one I've never been up to that side of the country before just was up in Portland for the that Celtics game I was excited to go see Seattle a new part of the country but now that that's not happening also have to get all these flights refunded. And I also, here's the here's the best part about it you can laugh at this now I I'm trying to laugh at it now because it's just so like I screwed myself big time when I was planning. I have all these trips like prepaid. Everything's done already for like the last six months and I'm buying all these flights and I just, I'm buying the cheapest flights and looking at the dates and the times to make it work around the baseball schedule, around my class schedule at the time. And now I did not realize this until I was trying to cancel all my flights, hotels, uh, just accommodations like Airbnbs, that kind of thing. I did not book a hotel or a flight with the same company. Like I had six, six one-way flights, like to and from each city. So that was like two, two one-way tickets. And I had one with Spirit, one with Delta, one with American, one with Alaska, one with WestJet to Canada. And there's another, uh, there's probably another one I'm forgetting in there, but all kinds of, all these phone calls. And shout out to JetBlue. That was the one I didn't say. JetBlue was the GOAT. Five minute phone call, no hold time, got a full refund on the spot. JetBlue is the way to travel. I know Babs is a big spirit guy, but they've they've hung up on me three times after being on hold for half an hour at a time. It's kind of kind of annoying, but uh, yeah, life's crazy right now. Keep me in your thoughts. Keep me in your prayers. I don't mean to make it make it all about me, but this is my time to shine, especially with the guys coming back. But the uh, the world's crazy right now. We just got to lean on each other, lean on the people around us, take care wash our hands, use some Germex, and just uh, try to get through this this area, this area, time with, with no sports together. And we'll, we'll have something to talk about on Boston's Big Three eventually. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'll, I'll, be on, I'll be on a show with you soon. See ya. And, wow, Brandon is in a bad situation. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Baz and uh, Joe today. What's up, boys? We're all about to die. We're yeah, all just kind of delaying the inevitable here. Uh, I, I, uh, going back on the Brandon thing, um, we don't know what he's said just for the listeners at home. We haven't listened to afterwards. I'm going to break the fourth wall there. Um, I just want to say to Brendan, like it does stink that he's stuck in Arizona, that he had a bunch of plans, uh, a bunch of trips planned out for baseball. He was going to be coming up here for opening day. Things have been pushed back. He's been just uh, trying to recover everything, but he's not the only one out there. I know that there are, I mean, this virus affects millions and millions and millions of people. Even someone just in our own ride the wave, you have Brendan, but even Boston's fro, he's out of a job. I mean, there's no sports going on. So I do feel bad for those that, you know, we, we here at, at Ride the Wave have kids that are in high school to college. So they're just on a break right now. We have others that have full-time jobs that could be not making any money over the next couple of weeks. You have someone like me and I've been, I never say this publicly. I will say it on here on the podcast because I don't give a fuck because 
this is where the exclusives happen. I work at Mass General Hospital. I work at the hospital in Boston. So the stuff that I've been putting out there for both Ride the Wave and Spiking is legitimate. Like, we are told things that happen first. I don't really go out there publicly and say I work there because I just don't want people to know where I work. But I'd rather be more open about it now, especially in a time of crisis. This, like, I have no idea what's going to happen next. What was it, Tuesday or something like that? That's when the the biggest domino effect in human history happened. It's like, bang, NBA canceled. NHL canceled. Everything canceled. It and, might now, be and now there's nothing. It might be a case for the worst day in sports history. And, like, yeah. might be uncontested. What's a worse day for sports than every major sports league shutting down at the same time? Like, the thing is, right now, the virus itself isn't the worry, for me, at least. The worry well, is, what else is shutting down? Because I'm in, I'm in school right now, and then all these rumors about a travel ban in Mass, which I have no idea how they're going to enforce. Like, if I get to the Welcome to the Massachusetts sign on the highway, am I just going to get dragged out of my car and just beaten to smithereens no. because I've come back in? Like, there's no way they can enforce that. But for the time being, dude, I'm in an apartment in Pennsylvania. Uh... I mean, I have my roommates, a couple of my friends, my girlfriend's here. And yeah, we're, we're officially leading fully into quarantine. I got here Wednesday and we've done nothing but clean. Today is Sunday. We were just sick and there's nothing to do before. We, we don't have Corona. We're not that sick. We had a head cold. Relax. And then, uh, yeah, now I'm just kind of sitting here talking into a microphone. I, I just want to say about this. I truly believe, especially working at the hospital setting, that the virus really isn't a big deal. Like I think it is being overblown, but at the same time, you know, it, it's kind of bad to see people divided on this. And, and some of the youth that just like, fuck it. I want to go out there because it really doesn't affect us, the virus, but it does affect our parents and it affects our grandparents. It affects a range of 60 plus year old. And it's because there's no vaccine for this. And if you have like a weak immune system, um, or, you know, if you have lung, lung um, trouble or something like that, that's going to affect that generation. Today, in Italy, over, I think, three or 400 people died. And it's, it's in that age range what's happening. No, th so, 360 people got corona. No, there was deaths today. Like, I'm saying, like, there's like the 400 deaths people died today? Yes, yes, I'm in Italy. Um, I think it's three or 400 because it just doubled up for their death total in the last 24 hours. So, oh, yeah, 364 deaths in one day. Yep. So that's unbelievable. What we have to do as a society, look at me. I am ready to say that America needs to band together and just be smart about this. In the long scheme of things, we can truly save lives from, from people not dying, but we need to kind of band together. Yes, it's going to suck to be quarantined for two weeks, but at the same time, we should be thinking about our parents, our grandparents, those that are in that older bracket, I know we're a very selfish society where it's just about me and I don't care about anybody else. You know I'm like that. But same time, we, we need to do the, our part on this. And listen, you've had more than enough time to be prepared for this, where it's a slow step-by-step -step process. First, it's the NBA and the leagues getting canceled. Then it's schools at the same time starting to get canceled. Then it's jobs saying, hey, start going home. Now it's restaurants where they're like, hey, we're going to start closing this down to the point where this upcoming week, we're, in, we're on a Sunday and recording this. Tomorrow on a Monday, the state's going to come out and say, hey, we're shutting it down. We're not on lockdown. We're not on lockdown. Lockdown's like you cannot leave your house or you get shot. This is going to be a point where we're on a shutdown, pretty much saying 
stay inside, only go out if it's necessary to go out to a grocery store or go see your family. But we want to close any major gatherings. We want to try to contain this as much as possible. And it sucks that we're living through this, but we got to just do our part and we're going to get through it. In yeah, terms of schools, oh, my bad. In terms of schools, real quick, Joe, you guys are canceled, right? You go to St. A's. I just got canceled uh, a couple days ago. And the I mean, ours, ours here, we're online until April 6th. They're going to make an announcement saying they're going to cancel the rest of the year. But in terms of like graduation, big name schools, the only big name school that's canceled graduation so far is Michigan. And everyone's kind of freaking out like, like I went through 16 years of school to graduate college and this is going to get canceled. I'm like, right. that stinks. But in the grand scheme of things, you're still getting the piece of paper. Like nobody's hiring you based on how you walk to graduation. They're hiring you because of the piece of paper. So uh, as someone who is in college amidst all of this paranoia, uh, I, there's just ridiculousness going around. I think this is unbelievably overblown, but something that absolutely still has to be taken seriously. Like, I have nothing to do for the next month. So these episodes could be coming out more periodically. We're going to touch on the future in the show later. But uh, I don't know, Joe, what you were just about to say before I cut you off. <laughs> no, yeah. So a couple of days ago, we got an email. Uh, and they're saying, oh, there's been rumors, you know, going around that St. A's might be closing down or going to online classes. And they're like, I want to stop these rumors right now. These are absolutely not true. Yeah. We've had no conversations about it. We are monitoring um, the effect in New Hampshire, but it's overblown and we're not pretty much like we're not going to close down. And then, uh, on Friday afternoon, so this email was on Tuesday, Friday afternoon, we got the email at three right before Trump's announcement. Like, yeah, so we're going to shut down now. Like, <laughs> like that's it. Like we're so, online. So that's like, another thing too about, about this is that, you know, you got Charlie Baker this morning saying, we're not going on lockdown. We're just cutting everything in half. Yo. I, and I'm telling you this at the hospital. Every single, I would say every single day, but like every six to eight hours, the policies, procedures, everything just starts changing. They're going to tell you one thing and then six hours goes by. No, we're actually going to do this. No, we're going to actually do this. But that's just the step-by-step process of what's going on here. What, um, what do you see life being like in, say, a month from now when the NBA is supposed to come back but probably won't and I, when I'm, all that's supposed to happen? I, I, I truly think if the entire country – the entire country goes into lock, like shutdown – but I'm just saying if the major cities can kind of shut this down, we're just going to go back to normal in, in about three weeks because two weeks will go down, uh, go by. Everyone's going to be quarantined. The cases, the numbers will start, start dropping. And um, I think everything just goes back to there. I actually wanted to say it's, it's so morbid we're, we're living through this right now. And it's 2020. 2020 has been so bad so far. Just awful. God awful. But – it makes it interesting going through this because this isn't going to be the last time that America and the world are going to go through something like this in our lifetime. Because the next time that this happens, more people are going to be prepared. And uh, you never know what crazy things are going to happen. Did, did you see that picture floating around that the the book, that little like bullet point on it saying like predicting the coronavirus? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Chloe Kardashian it wrote it. Story, uh, so psychic Sylvia Brown wrote this in her book, The End of, End of Times in 2008. In around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived and attack again 10 years later, then disappear completely. So 2030. 
Once it's like 2029, everybody should be stocking up and all this stuff just in case because hey, the corona came and the world shut down. But if they're gonna if they're gonna uh, show us a, like the the man behind the scene, we're gonna see what the we're gonna go. You should astro style on this. We know what's coming. Why as well hit a home run in this one? I don't believe in any of that stuff where someone's predicted that. It's Jeez, like that. Hit the nail on the head so far. Why? Because I'm just saying Corona that, has shut down the entire world. No, but I'm saying for that individual that said this is going to happen on this date, like that's like people who go on Twitter and just write like 50 different tweets trying to guess like where Tom Brady's going to go and then archive them all. And then when Tom Brady goes, oh, I called it. Like I, I said this was going to happen like uh, two months ago. I just I think that we've seen yeah, this but she time put it, time She time put time it in a book. It, she put it in a book 12 years earlier and nailed it. How many people have put things in a book like the world was going to end in 2013 or two, or Y2K or or uh, other fucking things that have gone on in the world? Anybody yeah, can write yeah, books yeah. and do that. I'm just saying. But the point is, she she smoked this one. She said exactly what would happen. She named the virus. She she said the year. She said how quickly it like became like this. And who knows? And if you think this is going to go away in two weeks, that's quick. I think I think in a month when everything's supposed to return back to normal. I don't think it can for the t- like in a month. That's way too fast. What are we gonna do? Forget about this whole past like thirty days that's happened. Self quarantine yourself. I think the yeah, and everybody's freaking out over everything to begin with. I'm not worried about the virus. I'm worried about what is everyone like? Why is the mass hysteria getting to the point that the entire world has just hammered the pause button? I honestly do believe the media is trying to take the economy a little bit into like kind of a recession thing because if you if you look at it, when the market really crashed and they were like, oh, the coronavirus, and they kind of started meshing it more and more and more. At that time, Bernie Sanders, the socialist, you know, um, Democratic nominee, um, was very popular before Super Tuesday. He was doing really well. Everybody's like, oh, wow, like he actually gained momentum. He actually might get the nominee. He might get the, the delegation. And a lot of these smart investors started pulling out early. They started pulling out of the stock market and it started to plunge a little bit more and more. As the market started plunging, they started talking about Corona more. It was almost like a disguise almost. And then as soon as Biden won Super Tuesday, an influx went back into the stock market. And then as soon as that happened, they looked at it, oh, Bernie's not going to win anymore. It's all Biden. Then they started talking about Corona even more. It's at over a billion mentions in less than 24 hours. That's yes. unbelievable. I saw that chart about the billion, um, uh, how many times it was talked about compared to some of the others like Ebola or SARS, like the uh, swine flu. I mean, I mean, also the world we live in with social media, too, and how many mentions everyone's just on top of that. I believe, too, that this being an election year that they really want to ramp this up because they want to see how Trump's going to respond to it. They'll see how Biden or Sanders based around what like they need a storyline based on. How are you gonna like solve this election? Like, what, what? This is the main problem. Put all your other policies aside. What are you gonna do for this epidemic? But you were saying earlier, Tyler, about when is this gonna end? And there are people at my work, and these are just the rumors that I hear. You know, some one person thinks that a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand people are gonna die from this. You know, another person thinks uh, this is gonna last all the way through June. Like this is not going away anytime soon. It's just not. Nobody matching. knows. That's the thing. Yeah, there nobody, is no nobody does now. Uh, I mean, there's been some positive things like, say, Tom Hanks got it, but it seems like he's going to be all set. The Celtics got quarantined and no one tested positive for having it. Um, And I feel – but, again, 
you got to think about the elderly, and that's just that population that it's going to hurt. And guess what? People who are 60 years or older control this entire world. They do. Like, think about all the politicians, all the people that have money, the riches of riches. They control this world. So I think they are very worried and scared about this because they don't want it to affect them. Where do you stand on Rudy Gobert? Uh, for if you've been sleeping under a rock, you rubbed it. Made fun of coronavirus, rubbed all his hands all over the microphones and touching everything in the locker room, and then he got coronavirus. Just bad luck on his part because I think horrible it was, karma. I think it was yeah. I think it's I, I think it's funny what he was doing because he was trying to make fun of it, and I probably would have did the same exact thing. That's like me and GRD going to the Celtics game in the hazmat suits, and then three days later I end up having coronavirus. Although it's more like I'm protecting everybody else, but it's just you're making fun of it, and then you end up getting it. Um, yeah, no, I was really concerned, though, when Celtics got quarantined and everything. I was like, if Rudy Gobert just gave Jason Tatum coronavirus, I was prepared to drive to Utah myself and beat up that dumbass tree. I actually would hate him. I already kind of do, because he's Donovan Mitchell a little bit, too. So Yeah, this is just, like, the most not unlikable duo in the league, but just the least respected duo, and now they each get coronavirus. Yeah. If you're going to find something funny on this, that's funny. <laughs> I got to tell you this, and I, I – been looking at the timeline now that we can start looking back on things. I think I had it. And I think a lot of people already had it like, you know, cause it's, you're being exposed to it anyways, but back in November is where their first case came from in China. Right. But we don't even know where patient zero is right now. That could have just been passed along before the actual first person had it. When that person has it in November, no one's been, no one talked about it back then. The first actual case in like when it started coming out was, roughly January and then in America was the end of January into February. So I can't get too much into certain details because it's violations of laws, but I will say this. Think about this. I work at the hospital, Mass General Hospital, one of the top hospitals in the country, and a lot of people fly in from all around the world just to go there between doctors, nurses, and even patients. Right after the Titans Patriots game, the following week or right around there, I had four days off. I was sick all four days to the point where I was stuck in bed. Now, I thought it was just the common flu, a common cold. At that time, I'm telling you, people were getting sick around that time at the hospital. Why am I saying this? Because it's just kind of weird to go to the hospital and be exposed to the patients that have it now. And it feels like I'm immune. Like, or like, why am I not getting sick? Why am I not like having the same symptoms? I almost believe like it was already going around for a couple months and some people chalked it up as the common flu or or common sickness. And uh, I just think that now that it's starting to catch up in society, like people have already been exposed to it and everything now it's starting to really ramp up. I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's been out there and there's more cases than what they're saying. Like right now they'll say there's X like thousands of cases, millions of people have already been exposed and already had it. And passed through it and that's my whole point of the story is say if i did have it which is just i'm not saying i did or you know i'm just saying but i passed through it but it did suck and i know if i had a weak immune system i probably would have died from that is this um like the chicken pox you get it once and then you're done or is it just you get it once you beat it a week later it comes back and low I'm blows hearing, you on I'm, the walk i'm hearing different mixtures of that this is you know the flu and that virus of the regular common flu dies out when the heat comes in I'm being told that that doesn't actually matter. It stays in warm climates. Well, Babs, 
you know, there has been no reports down in like the Philippines and some of the warmer. They actually, I was watching BBC last night and they already have like a thousand cases just coming out of nowhere. So they have it. They just weren't reporting anything. Some of these countries don't report shit. Um, in terms of just getting it once and that, I've heard you can get it again. But yeah, that's what I've heard too. That's but... what I've heard, but we but have again seen, everybody hears things. Nobody knows. Yeah, everybody no knows. Oh, I heard from this, this, this. You don't know. Like nobody but knows. This is this is why we're trying to figure it out yeah. right now in Canada. Um, they, they have, have actually yeah de- they developed a vaccine ish, but they have to test it out. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna take at least takes it till October of this year before they can actually start rolling that out there. It made a funny they made a funny joke because they canceled hockey, so they have nothing else to do up in Canada yeah, yeah. right now, and they're pissed off and they want they want their hockey back. When but, was um, your when was your guys first like? Wait a minute, like this is real moment. I think I didn't I didn't have one honestly. I really didn't. I was just like sitting at home watching the news. I'm like, wow, like. This is kind of getting crazy, showing like all like the Wuhan market and stuff, and like how like disgusting. I was like, oh, this is kind of gross. But I kind of thought it was going to stick around that general area, and then that dipshit flew to, back to Seattle and started spreading it in America, and then it started getting worse and worse. See, and worse. It wasn't even like that. Like that's a smart answer. That's a logical, thought out answer. Yeah. When it wasn't affecting my life at all, I was like, oh, whatever, man. Like this is probably just overblown. And then they cancel the NBA. The only thing <laughs> that I do is just sit around and watch the NBA, and they cancel that. And I don't know what I'm doing. Like when they, uh, the Thunder Jazz game, when they were literally about to tip off, last second canceled. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Maybe this is one game they cancel, they make up, and then another game cancels, and another game cancels. And then two hours less than that later, NBA is suspended, NHL is suspended, March Madness gets suspended. Do you think the 30 day, uh, I don't know, quarantine trial in the NBA? When that runs out, do you see them finishing the season either starting the playoffs, uh, just pushing back the year, starting a game, what, 67, or just calling it quits the rest of the year? Like, this season's just not ending. To be very honest with you, I think the NBA is probably one of the softest leagues in, in, in sports. And by softest, I mean they're very, like, vulnerable and also willing to comply like like for instance when they changed uh the owner's title to governor that was trying to be conscious and socially aware and everything right now they're, they're first they were the first league to shut down i believe for 30 days correct right and then it starts it keeps going and rolling it's rolling and rolling and rolling i really do believe that they're going to keep extending this deadline to the point where there's not even a point of playing in the playoffs because he's going to mess up every other like schedule i think well, when you said softest, I wouldn't even say they're the softest. I think they're the most like social, like they fight for social justices the most. They try yeah. to make their players happy before, I guess, the fans, the owners, like they're the most player driven league. Right. I think they, you just, the 30 day period, you end in the middle of April. That's around when the playoffs will start, anyways. Whether you play in front of fans, whether you play in empty arenas, I think you have to start. The playoffs, just right where you're at. There's so much to decide through these playoffs, but as I'll let you say something real quick, but that's something I do want to talk about. Is like, what is at stake for the NBA playoffs? I, I got something to go into that whole thing that I want to pitch to you guys and pitch to the listeners uh, about the NBA in a second. I just want to go on the first thing about when did it really set into reality. I, always, I believe this was completely overblown myself, and I kept saying that and saying that. Um, the Friday before all these bans started happening, which was the, you know, like last week, the bans started happening on sports. The Friday before that, there was a Biogen conference in mass. Yeah. And someone had coronavirus. And when it hit into reality for me, again, the job that I'm in, 
we shut down the ambulance bay at the hospital and use that as a quarantine area for people to come in. The second that started happening, all hell was not, it's not breaking loose, like all hell break loose, but it's just like, oh shit, okay, now things are happening. And it, you see it in our chats, like our private chats that we have for Ride the Wave, like, like the Boston Marathon, I knew that three days before they actually went out there and canceled. The St. Patrick's Day Parade knew that three days before. Because everyone's talking, you have different people like Boston EMS are involved in this, the police are involved in this, government officials. And we are the major trauma hospital in Massachusetts, right in Boston. So uh, that's when it's set in reality for me. And I and even someone said, like Dylan was like, Dylan McDonald, like you called it about sports. I knew it was, it was about time before that ends up happening because – Friday was when we closed it down, right? The ambulance bay. I immediately called GRD and said, we need to do the coronavirus, like make fun of it, the hazmat suits this Sunday because that's going to be the last Celtics home game. And that's the reason why we end up doing it. I talked them into doing that. It was, that was a good time. We can talk about that later. As in terms of the NBA, uh, you know, they say a month because they just want to see it. And we just said it. We don't know how long it's going to last. Right. I, I believe that what Jake Seymour was saying to us is that they will still play in a neutral site somewhere. They could tell all the teams to fly into one area yeah. and put them up on all hotels, and they know that everyone's safe and healthy. No fans are allowed. Just like what WWE's doing. Very, very smart on their part to put it down at the Performance Center in Orlando, have only a few people involved there, and still have it on TV because there's still money in TV revenue and ads. But I've also saw this on NBA Reddit, and someone proposed this idea. The NBA wanted to do this, but the players are not going to agree to it. But the NBA wants to push their season back. They actually feel that they should be starting in December, like around Christmas time. Let me finish it because I know you're going to hate it. They want to start in December. Why is that reason? They don't want to compete as much with the NFL. And what they want to do is they want to take those months of June, July, and August where only thing in town is baseball. And they I know love they that can, idea. They know that they can, p can compete against baseball. The NBA's finals could be in August, like the start of August instead of the start of June. All through the summer, be between like June, uh, July 1st and July 31st, it's all baseball. No one cares. But that's the big vacation time. So the NBA players might be like, I don't want to be playing basketball in the summer. I don't want to be playing basketball in the summer because I want to spend time with my family. But that opens up for some of those. You know how we have the winter classics? What about having a summer classic for the NBA where they're playing in, outside in the street and you know it's going to be good weather, beautiful weather out in L.A., like street ball type of atmosphere. So I, I think that they said that the coronavirus could push the season, next year's season back. They, they could do a shortened season next year, just like the lockout a couple, like, you know, a couple years ago. And they end up going to a short season. Stafford, do you like that? You said you like that. I love that idea. That is unbelievable. The worst time for me, well, besides right now where there's nothing on, like literally nothing, but in, in that July-August situation, summertime's awesome. We all love the summer. We go on the beach, vacations, no school and everything. But you just sit down in front of the TV and you have to watch a three-and-a-half-hour baseball game where they take 10 minutes between each pitch, and it's just so frustrating and annoying. And you're just waiting until the NFL preseason starts. But now you have competitive sports, not even competitive, playoff atmosphere basketball. Give me a break. That would be perfect. And, and just going off the beach and going to the TD Garden to go to a Celtics game in shorts, that's amazing. That's a great so idea. So, like, it, it makes me think of last year with the Stanley Cup in Game 7. I think it was on a Wednesday in June. And the atmosphere outside was so electric because it's warm weather. Everyone's in shorts and T-shirts. 
that's what the NBA is, is like your NBA jersey and you're just not wearing anything underneath. Like you're just like everything's out there and um, you're wearing shorts. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And think about the NBA. They're always uh, about jerseys and apparel. Fourth of July jerseys, those yep. would be absolute fire. You know that would be. Um, even if they did Father's Day jerseys and they did a Mother's Day jersey, something like pink for Mother's Day and then blue for um, for Father's Day. Yeah. So there's definitely different things that the NBA could play around with. I just think that the players themselves would be like, hell no, because why do I want a vacation during uh, you know end of August, September, October? Then again, like the playoffs could just start in July, like, and you could right, still but- be, a, yeah. So I know it's a player driven league, like Tyler just said. That's the another reason why I think it's less likely to happen. But I think the board of governors are going to fight for it tooth and nail if this is a real possibility. Because, like yeah. you said, the marketability is too much to pass up. Yeah, it's just, just untapped time during sorry, sports. Just I just look at I just look at the like the opening day is Christmas Day, and they did that years ago when the lockout happened. And that Christmas Day feeling, like you wake up on Christmas Day, yeah, I get presents. You know what my present is? Is that the NBA is opening today. It's a home opener for those teams. So I think that's pretty cool. Plus, it lets it lets the NBA players not have to play during Thanksgiving. They can spend time with their families. And then, um, you know, the holidays, like around that time, having a New Year's Day game, they can kind of spread those games out between December 25th and January 1st. And then, boom, get right into it because the NFL playoffs then start in January. And then all of a sudden, you can own that entire month and compete with the Super Bowl, uh, uh, with the NFL. And then all Uh, of a sudden... It's February, and then you know you're in this full swing. I, I don't even want to wait that long though, because like I mentioned, no, but you're not waiting. You're not, you're not waiting that long because this season coming up will end in August, and then you have to wait that no, normal period. Like you're not going to go right back into the season in October. Just push it back a couple months. Selfishly, I want the playoffs to start as soon as this ban's over. All right, let me put this in perspective here. This is like we were talking about. The entire season, the most wide open field, the most I have no idea who's going to win. You have general ideas who's going to end up there. You never know who's going to win. You have Lakers Clippers, Battle of LA. You have Kawhi Leonard right there. <clears throat> Sorry, I just choked on air. Uh, we have Kawhi Leonard, who could be the first person ever to win three titles, three NBA Finals MVPs for three different teams. And that's just cool to watch. The East is wide open. Can Giannis get his? Can the Celtics scrap up something? If this is pushed back and the playoffs start later, is KD able to return to the Nets and Kyrie to the Nets uh, after this break? There's so much questioning in the air. There's so much deciding uh, that has to be done if you want to talk about NBA history and all that stuff on social media. Like This season is so like unbelievably important. Uh, how how are the Jazz going to come back if Gobert is still in quarantine and Donovan Mitchell's in quarantine? They're currently the four seed in the uh, West. How are they going to stack up in, what, a four or five early matchup? Are they going to get swept? There's just so much we don't know. And there's so much that we just had to the whole year say, wait to the playoffs, wait to the playoffs. That's what everything's going to decide. And the NBA fan of me doesn't want to wait because this is what we look forward to. And in the ring culture, if you want to say this player is better than this player because of rings, like people generally think that Draymond Green is better than Charles Barkley because Draymond Green has three rings. If and then because of ring culture, now we need to see who, who gets crowned king this year right. and how that'll affect the ripple effect of NBA history and all that stuff. So I want to see it happen sooner well, than later. But before we move on, uh, breaking news just broke out: uh, Governor Baker just declared yeah. um, everybody, which what twenty-five plus gatherings are now banned. 
across the state, all restaurants are now takeout only. There's no more open restaurants anywhere, and all schools are closed for three weeks. I just want to go on top of that because I, I have this in the background, and I, that's why I was like waving my hand. Uh, Baker just did this two days ago and said it was 250 or more. Now he's putting it down to 25 or more. And then the next step on top of that is going to come Tuesday where they say, that's it, nobody else. Like they're, they're just slowly putting that in people's minds. Just letting you know. Um, that's a big deal now. All restaurants are going to be shut down. You said three weeks, so that's that's even... Yeah, but it's takeout still. You can still get takeout from them. You just can't uh, go to restaurant. I, I have so much food in my apartment. Me and my uh, yeah. roommate, we were just like, Hey, if, if stuff does go down, we'd much rather just have stuff. And it was like, and if it doesn't, then we have really good food for the next couple of weeks. So my whole freezer stocked with like meat, steak, all this stuff. We've been eat- this is the best I've ever eaten in college. I have nothing to do. Just sit down, make meals, play GTA, play 2K, record this. And uh, I don't know, just pace across my apartment. I want to talk about the uh, the toilet paper hysteria. And yeah, I don't uh I'm uh, participating simply because I'm like, maybe everyone knows something yeah. I don't. No. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, be, I believe it's the stigma, it's stigma in our minds that we're not used to this virus outbreak because we could still go outside and you can still walk around. You're fine. It's more of the stigma in your mind that when we're used to a natural um, disaster or like a natural disaster, it's weather related where weather can end up knocking out your power or disrupting the water line or, um, you know, whatever. So I think that a few people start buying toilet paper because it's the stigma in your mind. Like, Oh, I gotta get milk. I gotta get bread. I gotta get toiletry. I need to stock up, blah, blah, blah. Then start other people see it and like, Oh, do I need to get toilet paper too? Cause it's already being bought. Oh, do I need to go get, I, I should go grab that. And I think that it just caused a mass hysteria of everyone just run and get toilet paper. I bought it just because to buy it. Just I thought it was funny. I'm saying you have to just in case. I go home and there's already like fucking twenty rolls here. Like I already have enough. Like yeah, but this is this kind of highlights one of the biggest problems in America. I think right now, how powerful the media is on public perception of literally any issue. Yeah, imagine if the if the Black Plague had social media. Yeah, (laughs) it's like jeez, what what are we doing here? All these charts, all these flat this curve, Black Plague when. You'll you'll start a tweet and the black flag would kill you by the time you click send. And, yeah. and even on that Stafford, they'll send camera crews out to Costco and just show everyone buying water. And then you're watching yeah. it. Like, Holy Social shit, distance I gotta go get water. Social uh, distance Shut up, my mom just walked in. Everyone's like, stop, stop gathering in huge places. Everyone rushes to Walmart. Everyone rushes to Costco. They Penn State closed uh, the on campus. I live off campus, so this is just my permanent residence for the time being. But Today, the people who lived on campus came back to get their stuff, uh, stuff, and they had to sign in to the building first. Bring your ID card, and then that wrapped a ginormous line, and everyone's like, "Stop social distancing!" And now Penn State has a massive, just group of people trying to move out all at the same time. All these lines. I'm like, keep, keep the dorms open for the week, in the sense that you can't live here. You can just come get your stuff and leave. But if you do it all in one day, there's so much better planning out the just the world needs to do but i don't know, like like the biggest part about this whole thing is nobody knows what's going to happen next but before we move on to the nfl because we have some topics on that i do want to give a special shout out to the sports world the hockey world that we never talk about the boston bruins are currently your 2019 2020 nhl stanley cup champions 
It goes based on whoever has the most points at the end of the season. They're your interim champions. So if the season ends tomorrow and they said, that's it, we're not playing it, hand that cup over to Zidano, hand it over to Ch- uh, hand it over to Patrice Bergeron, give it to Pasternak. I want to see them celebrate. The Boston Bruins are currently your Stanley Cup champions. And because liquor stores are closing in Boston, they're not going to have any champagne showers. State-run liquor stores. They could get some V1 vodka and just get absolutely hammered in the locker room post-win. Uh, if you want to celebrate like a champion, like our 2020 Stanley Cup Boston Bruins champions, then get V1 vodka. Another tie lock connection right here. It's the only clean drinking vodka, pure and simple. It's the world's only vodka made from 100% non-GMO, spelt and prized ingredient in the distillation hierarchy. Whoever wrote this ad read puts so many big words. From farm to glass, this is a vodka that champions drink. See, I didn't even know that I was going to say that champions drink. V1's for champions. Drink it. Get hammered. The world's ending. Whatever. And alcohol is supposed to kill Yo, viruses. That should, be their, that should be their catchphrase. Just get hammered. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> Go nuts. But yeah, NFL CBA agreement. Uh, NFL has to be just licking their fingers right now. Just like when sports comes back, it's right back in the NFL season. Roger Goodell is literally laughing his ass off when the other league's almost folding while he's just waiting for free agency to start. When it's crazy. Wait, so the CBA announced what? 17 games, two more additional playoff side, teams per side. Um, they stopped testing for marijuana. What else happened? Well, they, they, still, have, they still technically test for marijuana. They just won't suspend you. Won't suspend, so, yeah. But there might be fines. There could be. I don't really know how the what the specifics are on the CBA for that specifically. But the big thing is no more game suspensions. This is this is something that's ruined people's careers, namely Josh Gordon, ex Patriot, ex Seahawks, ex Brown. Uh, got like old Smith. He kind of he started with weed, and when he got suspended again, he tried other drugs to avoid getting caught because it would leave his system quicker. How do you guys feel about the 17 games, though? Like, I'm I think the weed part is the most. It's just another game for someone to get hurt. It's just one more game for another player to get hurt. And I lose. wonder how they're going to decide the nine and eight. The not you have not. Did we lose? Did we lose him? Yeah, no, his mic's on mute. Ah, his mic's on mute. <laughs> no, it's still on mute. I get to talk now. Oh, it popped out one centimeter. It popped out half just... All right, Awkward so what did you hear me say? There. Whatever. We heard you say nothing. I get to talk now. So my thing is this. So next season coming up starts the new playoff format. I like that because it makes that one seed mean so much more. Um... I don't really do. I don't really like that. You could be like an eight and eight team and sneak into the playoffs, or uh, that nine and seven sneak in there. But that's what basketball does. They have eight teams in both conferences, and sometimes those eight seeds are are not great. But it makes it interesting in football because it's one game, and whoever shows up can take over. It'll be be pretty cool to see a. uh, So that'd be a seven seed technically come in there and upset a two seed. But it the does NFL make that. Wants, the NFL wants Cinderella stories. Their biggest draw is when teams like the Titans last year went on a miracle run and their ratings skyrocketed. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe the Titans just beat Tom Brady and the Patriots in Gillette Stadium. And it's just drawing more and more attention to those smaller market teams. In terms of the extra game played, uh, a person like Belichick hates that because he likes that fourth preseason game because you just never know who you want to cut and keep and what, what you're going to do. 
they are extending it to like what three more roster spots now. So it goes from fifty three to or two more to fifty five. You know, and, that, and the specifically that's for special teamers like Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater yeah. will no longer be listed as a receiver. He'll be a gunner or a special team slot. I don't know how they're going to name it specifically yet, but um, it's good because we all know Matthew Slater is not a receiver. Shout yeah. out Matthew Slater anyway. Contract extension on the way. That is awesome. Leader on that team in the locker room. Um, but it's good to finally see these guys get valuable in like position rankings almost you know what and i mean the, and the and the and the payroll is up to another 10 million dollars so right. that's that's a player right there that's an extra player to add on your team right there for 10 mil so yeah. um one of the things i didn't uh like as much as you did um the the first round buy i mean i, I understand they're trying to make the first seed as valuable as possible to, to try to entice these teams to to play harder down the stretch uh, even when they've secured a playoff spot but the thing is, that, that buy is so necessary for a lot of these teams to compete. You don't see a lot of wildcard teams going into the Super Bowl and winning because they're either beat up or, or they're just tired. They're exhausted. It's a long season. Football takes a lot out of you. You didn't hit almost every play by professional athletes that weigh anywhere between 180 and 400 pounds. And it happens every single play. That takes a lot of wear and tear on your body. And it's just a lot of preparation and a lot of work, and these teams can't do it for four uh, playoff games. It's too much. I don't know. I, I think that I, I there was nothing wrong. That was the biggest question mark, and it was such a close decision. Uh, I I'm not sure if, what the exact numbers are, but it was like what 1100 to 900 say yeah. yes to no vote. That that's gonna cause some some in locker room discussions that can be taken to another extreme. The NFL is king. The NFL will, is, will never go anywhere. However, we want to talk about, we're going to go back to Corona and talk about football still. The XFL wants the ratings. They want to be the extreme league. And you're telling me you're closing because of coronavirus. And you're, you could scrap up 11 guys, play offense, defense, that just want to play football right now. And if you're on the XFL, say, let's dominate. Let's be the only sport on. Let's be the extreme league. Let's play in Corona. That's a great idea. I'm sure it's a horrible idea, but ratings-wise, fantastic idea. Yeah, ratings-wise, purely, because I got people betting on, like, 2K games now. I got people watching curling. It's getting out of hand, like, ridiculous. My buddy lost $200 last night betting on the Milwaukee Bucks in 2K to beat the Boston Celtics. $200. And he he was sober. He wasn't even drunk. He was dead-ass sober. The, The betting degenerates are having such a hard time with this. And obviously, as a, as a dedicated fan, as a member of a sports media company, like, we're really just, like, sitting in wake here waiting for everything to go back to normal. Yeah, I mean, th- I don't think anytime soon that life's going to be back to normal, to be entirely honest. It's um, just the feeling in the air is eerie. It's weird. Like, you know something's happening. It's just not, like, not what we're used to. It's, it's just such a weird, weird... Honestly, situation. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of hope... Just one more week of absolute just chaos happens. A, so I don't have to leave my apartment. B, I, I bought so much food, this better be worth it. Like, I'm not trying to lug all this back to Massachusetts, worst case scenario. But this is literally like I Am Legend, the movie. Yeah, are you, you're Will Smith? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I mean, I'm either Will Smith, the dog, or one of these billions of zombies. Everyone <laughs> should try to be Will Smith. Wake up and... Ask yourself, what would Will Smith do today? And that's how you should carry out your day. Because he's done it before. I Am Legend, great movie. Uh, is The blueprint has been right in front of us. 
Ryan Tannehill was just signed back to the Tennessee Titans, which means the team on Tom Brady watch has been X'd off the list. Babs, thoughts about uh, Tannehill? I'm sorry about that. I was trying to catch up on some of the things that yeah, are going on around the world. this company. He's too busy. Uh, no, I just want to say that Ride the Wave posted about the shutdown coming in Boston on Tuesday, and Baker said that everything's happening on Tuesday in terms of the shutdown. We, w- we were right. I mean, we didn't say lockdown. We didn't say lockdown. It's a complete different story there. But I just want to just talk to people that were shitting on us and saying, you guys don't know anything. I fucking work at the hospital. I fucking have people that work for the government in the state. I know police officers, firefighters, nurses, like all the shit. This is just stuff that we've known about. We care more about your fucking safety, and we want to have you guys be prepared. Don't go against us about that. It just makes me laugh. Also, little tidbit, you know, the two-year challenge on Babs. I look terrible now. I've aged 10 years in the last two. But I was the first one to fucking say that Rob Gronkowski was coming back two years ago. I was digging through that uh, stuff last night. Just saying, down in New Orleans at the time for, for WrestleMania. No one wants, wants me to believe me. So, whatever. I'm on a little streak right now. Pat's uniform is going to be changing this year, too. Uh, in terms of Tannehill, the big thing <laughs> happening was that it's the money. The money is the big deal on this. Now, Dog says, well, it's more of a 40-something million dollars because they can cut Tannehill before the 2022 season or whatever, before he actually makes that guaranteed money. Doesn't matter. I look at it like this. This guy is getting $30 million for his average per year for Ryan Tannehill to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. You're telling me that even though Tom Brady is 42 years old, he is still fucking valuable to a lot of teams out there. There, that's the market. That's thirty millions. The market. That's what Tom Brady is going to get paid, whether it's in New England and whether New England can sign him, sign him for two years and push money back to other years because that was a big thing about the CBA was that they can put money into different years going forward, just like baseball does, where they're still paying guys like Manny Ramirez years later because they can just push money back like that. Uh, whoever the guys on the Mets, I don't, I can't think on the top of my head, but he gets paid like five million a year or whatever, one million a year. Oh, what's his name? Uh, they say it on Barstool every every like year. Yeah. They talk about that, but you know what? I, but you know what I mean. So the Tannehill thing, twenty nine point five million a year is what he's gonna get for an average. People thinking Brady's gonna come in here and take twenty million or twenty three. No, Bonilla. there you go. He's gonna make thirty million. That's what his market set. Now that's one team that's gone. The Titans. They're gonna go to Tannehill, and that was be, and that was kind of known that they were using Brady to try to leverage the Tannehill situation. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are still up there. The Vegas Raiders are still up there, and don't sleep on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm telling you that this week. I know that we've been hearing different things that oh the Raiders are pulling out or Chargers are pulling out. Doesn't matter. They're still going to throw an offer at Brady. They might be doing this on purpose so they can see if they can lower his market just a little bit and then go in there and try to hand him a contract. So it's going to be an interesting week with Tom I really wouldn't be surprised if the market does start to dry up as we approach the deadline, the tampering period, just because of the fact that he is 43 years old and he is going for the market value of $30 million. I know that any sane owner or any sane human being really is not going to feel confident about giving an old man that much money this late in his career. I don't want to do it, but I, at this point, we kind of have to unless Stidham's not ready because I, I really don't think he's ready. Um, I'm hearing reports that Belichick only offered Brady between 15 and $18 million for a year. That could be just conjecture, probably just trying to throw it out by the media and everything. Uh, still worth noting, though, just because you know, it adds another element to, to the Brady watch. Uh, in terms of Tannehill, 
uh, Ryan Tannehill made out like a bandit. Yeah, I was going to say. First team off an S. Yeah, seriously. $29.5 million a year with so much guaranteed money. I was surprised by how much guaranteed money there was. Dog, smart guy. Like you said, there is an out uh, where they can cut him and, and save most of the face of the contract. Uh, but all Tannehill needs to do is get past that point, and he could suck for the rest of his career and just collect that paycheck. And that's exactly what he's going to do. Joe Flacco. That's he's like literally going to pull Joe Flacco. And but, Mike but, Vrabel, I'm sure, is not happy that he's paying Ryan Tannehill $29.5 But I'm sure he's happy that con- the contingency between his team is going to stay the same. He's not going to have to rework his whole playbook. Yeah, for real. I mean, we're going to see what happens. I have nothing else to add, unless you guys want to just dip into questions real quick. No, I just, I just think it's absurd that that's the money he's making. And if I'm Tom Brady and I see that Tom Brady's way better than Tannehill, I don't care that Tannehill beat Obviously, him in Fox, yeah. bro. I want that money. Yeah, yes, owners like, I'm not paying you. You're 43. And be like, dude, I'm 43. That plays like I'm fucking 33 right now. Yeah. I'm still, and even that, I'm playing like I'm 23. Sometime. Also, also, Dak Prescott is smiling from ear to ear. He, he turned down 33 million with 140 guaranteed last week. So Ryan Tannehill is getting 30. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Prescott might get 35 a year guaranteed on the open market, depending on who like throws money at him. I really yeah. do believe 35 million. And I am still on record, and I still believe this. If you pay Dak Prescott more than $23 million a year on a contract, you're a moron. You're an absolute bona fide idiot. What about Jameis Winston coming off a 5,000-yard season with 33 touchdowns? Yeah, he threw 30, 30 picks. I don't care about that. I care about, hey, I, I can throw the ball. I can throw the rock, and I get some yards. That guy's getting $30 million. Why can't I get that? I like Jameis Winston, to be honest with you. I kind of do. And he's a gunslinger, and he's not afraid to throw the ball downfield. Um, in terms of what you were talking about like, at the combine, about pa- the Patriots being interested in stuff, uh, I just don't see the fit happening just because we don't throw the ball downfield ever. We don't have the personnel to do it, although Nikhil Harry could provide a little bit of a, a jump in that category. Um, but he turns the ball over too much. I doubt the Patriots go after him. I really do think he's going to win a starting job uh, in training camp. That's my bold take of the day. He's going to win a starting job. Uh, maybe Chicago, maybe a team that brings him in on a uh, one-year prove a deal, maybe 17 mil, 20 mil. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see where he lands. Uh, and maybe if, if uh, the Raiders do end up pulling out of the Brady race and they miss out on guys like Mariota, who knows, does Jameis Winston show up in, in Las Vegas and try to compete with Derek Carr for a starting job? Or if they trade Derek Carr and, and try to wait for a, a transition period, maybe try to draft uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year? It's just so much going to happen in the next couple, uh, well, like the next month, really. Uh, and just it's going to be interesting to see where all these dominoes these dominoes fall. All right, let's go into questions and then wrap up, I guess, with the future of this show. What can you expect kind of going forward? We're going to have to – there's no live <clears throat> sports or anything to talk about. WWE. Before we get into that, Pete's Pop, another one of our sponsors, new sponsor, located on 151 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Pete's Pop has the world's most exotic chips, candy, and soda under one roof. As uh, someone who has seen Babs and GRD's story posts, and if you guys have each been there, yeah, no, they have everything there. Dito's been there. He throws himself up in his story. <clears throat> Check out their Instagram at Pete's Pop. That is P-E-T-E-Z-P-O-P. So Pete's Pop with the Z for their wide selection or place an order online today. Let's get into some questions before we wrap up the show. 
We never get any main page questions. I have a question that was only because we posted it very late. Caden, if everyone knows who Caden is, Caden asks, you go on an island, what are the three things you're bringing with you? This is kind of like what it is right now. Everyone's getting quarantined. What are what are the three most essential items that you're going to bring with you? You can't have anything else with you. Is electricity on this island? <laughs> well, does that count as one thing that you're bringing with you? Electricity? You're on an island. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The- I'm bringing electricity, I'm bringing the Wi-Fi, and I'm bringing a laptop. How the hell are you going to eat? I'll find some stuff. <laughs> gonna find I mean, if I'm on an island, I only have three things. What? I have matches, who I'm going to run out of, uh, a knife or something like that. I could find a large rock or something. So all strong. of a sudden you have a knife. like you know. What no, I mean? if that's one of my three items. I think I've got three items. If I have Wi-Fi, electricity, and a laptop, I have the whole world at my fingers. How can you make, like, how to make shelter with on Stranded Island? They give you a tutorial. You are alone on an island, and you can only have three things. What are you taking? That's what his question was. I'm taking electricity, Wi-Fi, and a laptop, and I'm figuring the rest out. That's entertainment right there. Because you're just going to vlog and just send help. I'm over yeah, here. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, you, yeah, you can literally. Right, what, what are you going to bring if you can't bring electricity, you Wi-Fi? You can't just physically bring electricity. Okay. You can do that on an island. Why? You never been to what island have you been to without electricity? Resort no, islands, they all have electricity. There's nothing there, Tyler. That's the whole point. Tyler, there's nothing there on an island. Like, Why? You guys say I can't bring. You're thinking I, the of first thing I said. The first thing I said is, "Can I bring electricity?" You said, "Sure." And you're like, "If you want to bring electricity." My first thing is, I'm bringing. I'm finding a tower too. Like what? Might as well. Actually, no. I don't need a cell tower because I have the internet. Oh, God. All right, what are your three answers? Say say your three answers are better than mine. All right, uh, a boat. Um, a. Uh, do you know where you're going, though? No. So I'll, you, I'll, then you went from being stranded on an island to being stranded on a boat. All right, I'm, no. I'm still going with a boat. I'm still going with a boat for just uh, – I'll go with a boat. I'll go with one of those astronaut phones that you can use anywhere. And I'm going to use um, – oh, what's my third one? A, uh, a slice of pizza from Pat's Pizza in uh, Coachester. Boom. <laughs> All right, my, my, my choice is blew that one out of the water. Babs, Babs, let's play Absolutely your- not. The boat's yeah. smart because he can venture off a little bit if he's got to find, uh, you know, fishes and stuff like that out there. Oh. So, you, know, oh, I guess, you got to venture off to find fish when the whole ocean's in front of you? <laughs> I mean, like, the water could be you deep. You went from being stranded on a boat to being stranded on uh, an island to being stranded on a boat that you don't know where you're going. Okay, the and, number and one necessity. immediately becomes so much more limited to boat as it compared to island. The number one necessity that you need to have is a knife, no matter what. This is the knife that you can use to carve things. So you can get a poking, you can get a poking stick, which you can poke fish, and you can set things up like that. So you can get kindling, so you can put things down. A knife is number one. Number two, extra clothes. Because you don't know what you're going with. You don't want to just have the clothes on your back. Yeah, you need to have extra multiple clothes. multiple items, though? No. I mean, it's... it's Why? It's, it's, I, no, what do you three mean? Items. Three things. Clothes. Clothes. Hey, what three articles of clothing? Because each each article of clothing counts as one then. If you only bring physically three things. Right, I got it. I got it. He's bringing his hazmat suit, that jacket, <laughs> and uh, oh, my third one. A single can of Bud Light. <laughs> A single can of Bud Light. Yeah. You know, I don't want to play this game anymore. You just, you, every time we play game, anytime we play a game. No, your, your answer was stupid. I had the, stupid the most logical answer there. No. I mean, yeah, how? You were saying logical? You said you're bringing electricity. That's an idea, not an actual. Like, like you, all right. 
You're telling me you're gonna how are you gonna are you gonna bring a generator? Is that how you're gonna get it? How are you gonna actually like get solar power? I am bringing a single pallet of clothes. That's one individual item. (laughs) I'm bringing a civil. I'm I'm just gonna take my house and put it on a pallet and just bring it (laughs) to the thing. All right. What other questions have we got? This is by far the stupidest thing we ever talked about on the show. That's Caden's fault. This is nothing but stupid conversations. What's coming to the show? (laughs) All right, uh, Austin McGinley asked, if you were had the opportunity to get Anthony Davis, would you trade Jalen Brown, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, and Romeo Langford? Simple no. answer. No. Uh, no. Kite shot in hell. Eight. What does the new CBA mean for Tom Brady current hit with the dead money? Um, cap. Honestly, not a whole lot, I don't really think, because it depends on the contract and how they're going to structure it, because Brady's in a weird position where it's not a normal contract. He's 43. He's going to be incentive-based at least at some level because I really don't think any team in the league is willing to guarantee for all of that money. It's going to be incentive-based, so I don't really know how it's going to work with the dead money, especially with the cap going up. Like I don't understand how that's going to fluctuate. It's very specific to his case, uh, but for players in general, it's going to mean a whole, a whole lot more, I think. It's going to be more strategic in how they're going to place the money across years. Babs, do you have any input? No. Africa. Not Joe memes. When do you think the coronavirus will end? Simple answer. No one knows. I have no idea. I think it's going to be here for the next couple months. The restaurant thing is until April 17th, and then all schools are closed till April 7th. So all it's, schools are it's closed still... for good. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. Well, elementary back. schools and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. nobody's yeah, going back schools. to school. I know you're very selfish to think about yourself, but you know, nobody's going back to school. How is that me being selfish? Like I'm I mean, you I'm, know, I'm just you... telling you, think about elementary and high school. They still have to finish off their school year. College is a different story. College always ends early. No, no, no. But I think this is not going to leave by the time uh, I don't. Everyone's supposed to be getting out of school. Is, I guess when you're when this Corona thing's gonna die down. I don't think it's gonna die down. If you're listening to this right now and you're like high school, middle school, you're not going back to school. Tell your parents I said that. Yeah, they are. They're gonna go back to school. Mom, Tyler Miller said I'm not gonna get back into school. I hope so. All right, Baz, you have questions on your end? That was all for uh, main page. I have one final question to end us for the entire um, show. My question to you guys, will Killa Kev get quarantined yes. for two weeks coming off that cruise? 1,000%. What was the Killa Kev's? He, had, he didn't plan this cruise till the no, corona he, no, broke no, no, out, right? No, 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 no. So, so Kev had this cruise planned out for months. Oh, I thought it was the, the other way around. I thought he last point, second did it. To the point oh, where... He actually lost his passport, and it was getting like one month out before he had to go, and he had to get an expedited passport and pay like two fifty just to even get it. And then I believe he found his passport <laughs> like somewhere. So um, he had this planned out. And remember, there was it was three or four days before he went out there, and I said, "Don't go on the cruise. I don't think this is gonna be a good idea." And then I got made fun of for my iPhone, like, "Oh, you have an iPhone six? Like, I'm like, because I was at the gym and I was trying to film something, and uh, I. I mean, He's I told him you're, you're yeah. not going to get sick. I don't think Kev or anybody on that cruise is going to get sick. It's just the fact that there's 1,400 people on that cruise. The second you dock in the United States, you're going to get sent to a military base for two weeks. And that's what's going to suck. I, today was his final day on the cruise. I told him last night, put your phone down. Don't Leave it in the room. Don't look at anything that's going on. Enjoy this final day with your girl because the next two weeks are going to be god-awful for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no chance he goes. I right hope he comes back. I'm not rooting against him. I hope. No, he comes neither back. I. I hope it he comes back up here. 
<laughs> well, yeah, some people like, might think that my iPhone. because I'm posting things about Tom Brady wearing other jerseys, or I'm posting things about this is what Ted Johnson says, and then someone's like, "You really want Brady to leave, don't you?" All you're posting is clickbait articles. It's like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm just <laughs> posting whatever's out there. You're obviously taking the time to comment that things. So I'm doing what I want to do. I'm I'm doing exactly that. Is making you comment on this shit. Babs just rallies as a villain. He wants to be a villain, Loki. You've changed, Babs. You you haven't been fucking following me. I've been the same Babs since day one. This is who I've been. Like, you know what I mean? So he's ba- he's like the Dark Knight. He's not the hero. I will be the first one in line to get a Stidham jersey and rep that shit and say I talk shit about number four and I didn't even believe in him. But you know what? I'm going to believe in him. He is our future. I'll be the first fucking person to do that. Tom Brady comes back. Absolutely, I want Tom Brady to come back. Do I think that the Pats should move forward? Yes, I think they should move you know, forward. Do you know, oh, let me, I have a bone to pick with you. Tom Brady's not coming back. Blah, blah, blah. Pats, fans, Pats fans should prepare themselves. Blah, they blah, should. Blah. The entire stigma of this Boston's Big Three uh, persona that Babs has right here goes to WEI. Babs, what size are you going to pick? And now you go, oh, Brady's going to stay. No, pick they a got side. that wrong. They got that wrong. I even have it on Twitter. And I have then it on why Facebook. Why do you post it like that? I don't know what to Did believe. Did you not see what like, I said on Facebook? Did you, you not say, see what I hear you, you not read my captions? Do I, people nowadays not read for captions. some reason? Read. You know, sometimes you have such absurdly long captions. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I just keep scrolling. That's not my fault that you don't fucking read things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I know what side you're on, but you keep bouncing like uh, ping pong right now, back and forth on each I'm side of the board. Fun. What side? I'm on his. <laughs> Are you on? You you think he's staying? No, I said he's going. I said I think he's gone. See, like this part I don't get because I've had conversations with both about you, like with you about both sides. No, I said I don't mind if he stays. Like it's not a big deal. I think he's gone. I've been saying he's gone. Me and Stafford know that. All right, let's talk. Let's wrap this up. Uh, future of the show. What can you expect? Uh, we're gonna probably have to bang out some more creative ideas. Yeah, I don't know. We're probably gonna do a daily like a uh, episode. We're gonna have to do some Corona stuff because that's the only live I, thing going on. Tyler, and, I think this is the best time to start bringing in other people on this yeah, show to introduce them. To and I think that you should do that because Babs, I gotta go save the world. I have to go out there. I'm gonna be right in the front lines at MGH. I'm ready to go this week because uh, we we need we need Babs out there to uh, protect the world. So I think this is you you're obviously not going to be anywhere. You're quarantined. Stafford's quarantined. Jake Seymour's quarantined. Caden's quarantined. No one's quarantined. No one's This man is not going to stop me going everywhere. I'm driving everywhere possible. I dare this virus to get me. I dare. Babs, you know who's you know who's quarantined right now? Taco Fall. Do you know who you have a connection to get on the show? What's the worst you can say? Hey, Taco, what are you doing? Probably sitting around like the rest of the country. Want to spend 20 minutes on this show? This is the time to shoot the shot with Taco. I'm not the only one who should be shooting shots. I think you guys should be shooting shots. I got a big name on this show. Where's your big name? Where's your big name on this show? That's the point. Let's pull another big name out of the... You have connections at Penn State. Get some Penn State guys. I thought Penn State was a volleyball school. Where are the volleyball volleyball players? Where are the the basketball players? Why don't you have a basketball player from Penn State come on here and talk about March Madness and how much that sucks because this has been an absolute crazy year for, for college basketball and how they feel about that. Come on. I'm not the only one. You have, yep, you, have a taco ball, you have a Taco Fall connection. That's what the people want. 
It's not Why is it always about Babs and Babs and Babs? Babs. Come on, Tyler. You have his fucking face on your arm. You literally have his face on your forearm, and you think we're going to get him, but you're not? I didn't say taco. I mean, I understand the taco falling. I'm just talking about other people in general. Oh, well, I don't have any. I have, like, one connection, and he, like, never responds because he's an old man. Who? Bernard Pollard. Uh. It's not hard to shoot your shot nowadays in DMs and just say, hey, like, what's up? Like, do you, you want to come on? Yeah, I mean, we're all going to start shooting shots. I mean, I think you guys have plenty of time in the day to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find some time. Yeah, I need, to, I need to find something to do. Between don't you work for another? Thing. Don't you work for another media company? That yeah, like, I don't know how much you want to bring it up, but yeah, I don't do. You have, but don't you have some connections over there? I could work around with the uh, the hand I've been dealt, but I just want to talk to Taco Fall. That'd be pretty cool. Well, I'm doing it on my terms, my terms only. All right, man. Do whatever you want. Everyone's sitting around the house doing exactly this. I mean, this might be a great time for those listeners that those five listeners that we have that are very dedicated. Ah, we've actually come had, on. Yeah, we've had. I think we've had about like fifty now, like I, fifty, I sixty. I don't know if you've listened to the last episode with myself and Justin Zolap, yeah. but I, I, that was an awesome time just to shoot the shit with him and about Patriots and everything. His Nashville thing was way off, but it was awesome to hear his story about. Um, being able to go up there on stage and stuff. That's what we need more of. And uh, uh, don't, don't look at my way to do it. Don't look at me. To, I have to be the one. The only thing I looked at you for is Taco Fall. That would be good. Yeah, he has I his mean, own podcast now, though. He might kick us does he? the dirt. Yeah, the Grant, him, and, him, Grant Williams, and Jared Wise. The, oh, uh, all right. Guy. Like the guy from oh, the is athletic. that what the big thing was? I saw him. Like, they were in robes and stuff. Yeah, it's a Grant and Taco show or something. All right, it's been Boston's Big Three, episode 42. We will see you guys eventually sometimes this week. Who knows what the show will be like. I might just sit in front of a microphone and just log my quarantine day blank. On my apartment wall, we literally write on a piece of paper, day one, March blank, Saturday, whatever it is, and we just write down what happened. In case, I don't know, I Am Legend comes to life, and people need to remember the, the legend of my apartment. So, yeah, if I die, it'll be worth, like, six cents. Worth it. We'll, we'll get through this. Through. We're going to get through this, America. We're going to do this together. In the world, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this. Coronavirus ain't going to stop us. <laughs>